0: All right. It looks like it's running. So today we're going to talk about prayer and today's message title, if you want to call it that, is prayer. God hears and is near. God hears. Have you guys touch your ear? You ever done that? Someone tries to tell you something and you're like, what? Because you didn't quite hear them or you thought they said something else. Like, what did you just say? And then they repeat it and you're like, that is not at all what I heard. (laughs) Happens all the time. So today we're saying God hears and he is near. Because I feel like sometimes people separate those. Like, okay, God hears my prayers way over there. Sometimes you have to cup your mouth. Can you hear me? But it's easier for him to hear because he's right next to you. So let me ask you guys some questions before we get started. How many of you, when you pray, you kneel down? Any kneelers? Sometimes I do. Like if I'm next to my bed, sometimes I'll kneel next to my bed. Before a game, you are like Tim Tebow kneel down, okay, where are the uh eye closers? you guys close your eyes when you pray, okay <laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually because i play, I pray a lot on the road while i 'm driving, so I do not close my eyes <laughs> yeah, that's not a good idea, and when I pray for the food, I almost always keep my eyes open to make sure that none of it gets raptured, you know disappears, <laughs> pray with one eye open. <laughs> Because, you know, you close your eyes and then you open your eyes when you're praying for your food. It might not all be there. If somebody else doesn't close their eyes, your food might just get raptured. But not by Jesus. Yeah, oh, hey, okay, now you got it, you got it. <laughs> um, any of you guys like to hold hands while you pray? Okay, for those of you who do, are y'all over or underhanders? You're an underhander? Or you ever get next to those people and they're like, no, I'm going over. And then you're like, no, I go over. And then you're like, oh, yeah. no, I'm going over. It's like a show of dominance while you're praying. Mm-hmm. I am the overhand holder. And it's like, hey, oh, while they're praying, right? They'll squeeze your hands. Like emphasize what they're saying. Any finger interlockers in here? No. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like dainty, just fingertips, just fingertip it. All right. So when you pray, where, who? How many of you guys are morning people? Like as soon as you wake up. Oh, I'm terrible. I literally wake up five minutes before. Oh, so you just wake up and run. Okay. Evening people, you guys got like your routine. You say your prayers. Okay, I think that's most of us, right? Like the, now I lay me down to sleep and all that stuff. Do you guys? Say the same prayer every time, usually. Yeah. 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 I do the same thing. I'm like, God, if I've already sinned today, forgive me. (laughs) Yeah, it's 7.30, but you know these employees, they be pressing me, so. I forgive everyone, I let them go, just let them go. So I I like most of the people I work with, but not all of them. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen those memes where it has like a puppy and it says your chances of being killed by a golden retriever are small and they zoom in on the dog, but "But never zero. (laughs) I saw one the other day with a giraffe and it had like a giraffe in the zoo. It's like your chances of being killed by a giraffe are small. And then the guy was feeding it and the head like comes through the door and the tongue starts coming out and it says, but never zero. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, their tongues are super long because they can, like, wrap around the leaves. And... That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind having a giraffe tongue. It'd save me on forks and spoons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we all have our different ways that we pray. Uh, most of us, once you kind of learn a pattern, you kind of stick to the pattern. You have your things that you say. But what we're going to talk about today is that it's not a magic formula. I was watching Spider-Man on Disney+, Plus, like the old school fox animated series like i grew up watching that it took me way back and so there's this kind of this thing where his dna gets unstable and so he's talking to these doctors and he's like i need the right formula and he takes the wrong formula and then he grows extra arms and so he's like one two like his regular ones and then he's got four extra arms so he's literally yeah six arms and two legs like an actual spider And he just, the formula was wrong. So he's like, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. And they finally like fix it. And his arms go back in. He's cartoon stuff that can't actually happen. But sometimes we think, okay, if I don't pray this way, it's not going to work. The formula is wrong. You got to get the formula right. So what we're going to talk about today is that prayer is not a magic formula. And there's not some activation code that you have to say out loud. You guys watch any of the Marvel movies? Have you seen the second Captain America? The Winter Soldier? So they have this guy and he's brainwashed. And whenever you say this activation code, like he turns into this super soldier and like you give him a mission and he goes and he's got this metal arm. Yeah, he doesn't remember it because he's been like brainwashed. And so this guy, like he's trapped in this room and the guy starts reading the code and he's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. And then the guy reads the code and then he's like, this assassin. So that's not how God is, right? He's not the winter soldier waiting for you to pray the activation code. He's like, yes, here I come. So we're going to talk about what prayer is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, and how do we pray? How should we pray? Because it doesn't always sound the same. It's going to sound a little bit different for all of us in our different stages of life, our different circumstances. So we're going to start off in John chapter five. Let me flip on over there in my Bible app. John chapter 5, I'm sorry, 1st John chapter 5, 1st John chapter 5, it's towards the end of the Bible, and I'm going to read you guys verses 14 and 15, 1st John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, this is a new international version. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, He hears us, verse 15. And we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. So I wanted to kind of break that down because there's two parts to that. The first one being that he does hear us. Sometimes we think like, well, you know, God's busy with other people. There's people in Ukraine right now who are praying. There's people in Africa who are starving. There's people in Mexico who are in danger from the drug cartels. People in China hiding out in their underground churches because they're not allowed. But we think, oh, you know, maybe God will hear me. But in First John, we read that he does hear us. Sometimes we think there's like a disconnect. Like, well, if he heard me, then things would have turned out differently. But we're going to wrestle with kind of a little higher level concept here, because whenever we do our, now I lay me down to sleep, we're like, okay, I woke up. So I didn't die in my sleep. Because that's kind of a creepy prayer if you think about it. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Like, that's a lot of pressure on a little kid. You know what I mean? You better repent before you go to bed in case you die. Like, oh, my gosh. That's literally what you're teaching them. you don't think about it. You're like, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If it. I should die. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's pretty serious. Right. But we can understand that God hears us whenever we pray, in the moment of silence, in traffic, when I'm driving, and I'm like, God, make sure that there's no crazy people. Because I've driven over half a million miles in my lifetime, and there have been some crazy people out there. I've been in a couple accidents. God has watched over me. And sometimes we think, well, if something bad happens, it's because I didn't pray enough or because I didn't believe enough. But we're going to wrestle with that today. We're going to see what the Bible has to tell us about prayer. So we know that he hears us. We don't have to say the same prayer over and over and over and over and over. We can remind God every now and then like, hey, God, remember I'm believing for this and I'm continuing to speak your word. But we don't have to say the same thing 10, 15, 20 times because there are some traditions and religions that say you have to say so many of these prayers and so many of these prayers and so many of these prayers and then God will hear you. But the Bible very clearly says, whenever we ask, that he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we know that we will have what we ask of him. Now, there's a separation here between what we ask of him and what we want him to do. I was doing some uh, kind of perusal on this subject, and one of the ministers that I listened to and I greatly respect, he was talking about how we should believe in miracles... But we can't always schedule the miracles. And I thought that was interesting because many times we think, well, when God hears me, he's going to do exactly what I want him to do. That's not always how God answers our prayers. Because we think, well, God, this will fix the problem. But he sees everything, he knows everything, and he thinks, that's not actually going to fix the problem. That's just going to make you more comfortable. What's going to fix the problem takes a little longer, or it's going to look a little different. And sometimes we think, well, God didn't answer my prayer because this exactly didn't happen the way I wanted it. But He's still working. He still hears us and He's still near us. In John chapter 14, we're going to hear some words of Jesus. John chapter 14. That's New Testament. John chapter 14. We're going to look at 13 and 14. And this is Jesus. He's speaking to his disciples. He says, verse 13, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14 says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And so he's speaking to his disciples about signs and wonders and miracles. And so we should not be afraid to pray for miracles. But when we do so, we also need to check our heart and ask, why do we want this? Sometimes we want to pray for something so that we can win an argument, right? Well, God showed this person that I'm right. Is that necessarily in his will? Not necessarily. Because we may say, well, God, do this miracle right now so you can show this person that you're real. But if their heart's not ready, even if God does the miracle, it's still not going to convince them. The Bible talks about uh, a guy who died and he went to hell and he saw people in heaven and he's like, send somebody to go talk to my brothers because he still had four brothers that were alive. And they told him, they said, if they didn't listen to the word of God, they're not even going to listen to someone from the dead. And so just like Moses in Egypt, when he did the miracles and he's like, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He saw miracles and he's like, no, I still don't believe God. I still don't believe God. So sometimes we pray and say, God, do this miracle. So you'll show them, you'll show them God. Oh, but he knows now's not the right time. Their heart's not ready. So he may wait and we think, well, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, he heard your prayer, but we have to make sure that our prayers align with his will. Like right now, you may be thinking, man, I'm high school age. Some of us getting ready for college. God, I'm going to pray for a miracle that you're going to bless me with a really nice, fancy car. God, I want you to bless me with a really nice, fancy car. But we all know maybe right now is not the time for you to get a nice, fancy car. Because when you're young, and you get a nice car, what's one of the first things you wanna do? I wanna see how fast it goes, right? Let me go out, and before I get a whole lot of experience driving, I'm gonna test this thing out. I did that too when I had a truck, and I'm like, ooh, let's see how fast this thing goes. And I got up to like 95, I think, and then the governor kicked in. It's like, you need to slow down. So we know that sometimes we ask for things that are not actually what's best for us. And we say, well, God, I want you to bless me with a boyfriend, or bless me with a girlfriend, or meet my needs here, meet my needs there. When God is teaching us, hey, how about you rely and depend on me instead of somebody else? Because that could become an idol. God gives us someone and now they take all of our time and they take all of our energy and we change our whole plans and say, I want to go and be with them forever and ever and ever. And God knows, actually, I need you focused right here, meeting these people's needs, contributing. Because right now is a very special time in your lives when you have very few responsibilities. Does anyone in here have a full-time job? Is anyone paying for your vehicle, paying for your own college, paying for your own phone bill? So there's not a lot that you're responsible for, and there's a lot of time that you have to do things. I'm glad that we have young people who volunteer in the nursery, so that's cool that you're able to help in that area. Some of us could also think about helping out with ushers, helping out with technology. Like We are able now to do more, and I, I know that sometimes we think of it differently, right? Well, when I'm an adult, I'll be able to do all the adult things. But now, when you have all this time, you can help out. When I was your age, I was helping with the camera ministry we had these big old cameras, and me and uh, Brother Joe Ray and Cedro and let me think James and Paul Michael. Like we all, we had our tie and we had our little shirts on, and we were moving those cameras. And we were recording, and they were putting it on TV. And I was like 10 years old, but I was able to help. Because I could come to church every Sunday, and I knew how to zoom in and out and focus. That's all you needed. Zoom in and out, focus. Zoom in and out, focus. And so I was able to contribute somewhere. Some of us are able to watch babies, change diapers. Bless (laughs) y'all. Some of us are able to touch an iPad. I remember when we were at the other hotel, I taught Major how to do the iPad. So if he comes to visit, he can just run the show. Be like, all right, I'm on the iPad. I got it. Some of us can sing, maybe want to help with praise and worship. A few of us. Not all of us. Not all of us. Some of us are big, strong people, so we can, you know, catch people if the spirit moves and they pray for them and they do the thing where they go down. But we have opportunities where we can contribute. And God knows the gifts and the talents and the areas we need to be developed. And that's why Jesus doesn't say, whatever you ask, I'll give to you. He says, whatever in my name, if it's God's will. And sometimes as kids, we take prayer and we turn it into like a Christmas list. And we're like, God, I'd really like this. And man, it'd be really nice for that. And, and let's add some of this too. And, and I also want to, because prayer is not a wish list. Prayer needs to be communication with God. And so we're going to look at how to pray in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter, whoop, too far. Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. So this is Paul writing to a church in Philippi. And I'll go ahead and start in verse four. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. And then he says this in verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying there is don't be nervous about talking to God. Sometimes guys, prayer sounds really sad sometimes prayer is crying sometimes prayer is yelling i was talking with someone this week and he felt bad he's like something happened in my life and i was praying and i was praying and i was praying and i yelled at god and then i had to ask for forgiveness and i reminded him i said brother if you've ever read the psalms king david yelled at god quite a bit because he was just honest, and that's what prayer needs to be. We don't have to have like the, our Father who ought in heaven. Like That's an English translation of Jesus' Jewish prayer years and years and years and years ago. And when he gave us the Lord's Prayer, which we'll look at next, he didn't say, pray these exact words. He said, pray like this. Now, as an English teacher, I know a simile when I see one. And when someone says like, it's not the exact same thing. Otherwise, it would be a metaphor saying this is this thing. But when you say like, it's kind of the same. How many of you guys have ever heard this? You look just like your mom. You look just like your dad. Now, you're not the exact same person, but they say, it reminds me. Right? What do they say? You look like your mom? Yeah. They tell me I look like my mom, but with a beard. Slightly awkward. But it's true. I mean, I know where I came from. So whenever lord tells us pray like this he's giving us a blueprint this is what it should look like not exactly now there are some churches who say you have to say these exact words 14 times and then 15 times and then 10 times and then god will hear you but when we pray we don't have to be anxious that god's not going to hear us if we don't say it quite right some of the most honest prayers go like this god why And that's why he finishes in verse 7. He says, the peace that surpasses understanding. Because we don't understand everything. We cannot possibly understand everything. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet. Trillions of decisions being made every second. Sometimes we don't understand why things turn out the way they do. And we think, well, if I just say the right words or have the right faith, God's going to do exactly what I want at this moment. But there are billions of other people to consider different situations. God has his great plan. And sometimes we're disappointed with God. And you know what? You can tell him that. He's a big, well, he's not a boy, but you know what I mean? When I say he's a big boy, he can take it. Because some people think, well, I'm I'm scared to tell God that I'm frustrated with him. Why? He already knows. Like our prayers are not surprises. Like, hey God, I hope you're sitting down because what I'm about to tell you might just blow your mind. <laughs> no. He already knows. He knows everything. He knows what you don't tell him. Uh-oh. He knows what you're trying to hide from him. Like Adam and Eve, whenever they're in the garden and they sinned and they're like, let's go hide from God. <laughs> like, he knows exactly where we are. And that's why Paul says we don't have to be anxious. We give our prayers and our petitions knowing that he hears them, but also knowing that prayer is not just a wish list. It's communication. How many of you talk to your mom and dad? Yeah. Whenever you talk to your mom and dad, do you only ask for things? No. It's communication, right? They say, well, how was your day? Hey, mom, What can, can we have pizza for dinner? That's not a conversation. Oh, uh, how's school going? Hey, mom, uh, can I get some new shoes? You need to communicate. And you talk about how you're feeling, how things are going. And even though we know God already knows, it's developing that communication. Because God also needs us to learn to listen. Because many times when we pray, we do all the talking. We say, well, I'm going to tell God this, and I'm going to tell God that, and I'm going to tell God this. Amen. All right, I'm out. But prayer is also developing a discipline of listening to hear from God. And I'm not saying that you're going to hear, like, God from a burning bush. You look outside and be like, that bush is on fire. But we need to listen for the impression of the Holy Spirit. I've never heard God's voice out loud yet, but many times I'll remember something like, oh, God's reminding me of something. I remember I read the scripture. I remember I watched this VeggieTales. I remember I heard this sermon on the radio or on Instagram or somebody sent me a reel. And so that's what prayer can do, remind us of things that we already put in there. Now, hopefully we're continuing to put stuff in there. Remember, we Pulled up our Bible plans a couple weeks ago in class and I'm like alright guys let's follow along I joined in with some friends on a new one too about what does love mean, and they were talking about how to live a godly lifestyle and even people that get on your nerves and still loving them so when we pray we don't have to be scared that God's not listening he's always listening he's always gonna hear us but we also need to be aware that when he answers our prayers because he does answer our prayers it might not always look exactly the way we anticipated. So let's go ahead and look at the Lord's prayer, and that can be found in Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 13. So he says, "This then is how you should pray in the new international version. "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name." So when we pray, we know that we're praying to God, we don't have to pray to. A person or an ancestor or a saint some people do that but that's not what the Bible tells us to do okay we can go straight to God we don't have to play the game of telephone where you say hey can you hand this note to this person to hand to that person you got them in third period can you give them the they left their airpods in this class God can hear us directly hallowed be your name now hallowed kind of where we get the same root word for Halloween is honoring something so we're saying god is worthy of honor your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven notice how they're not saying god i want you to do what i want you to do they're saying we down here need to do what you want us to do that's how he starts the prayer god you're worthy of honor and we need to get on the same page as you and that helps us Stay grounded when it comes to prayer, because many times we come straight to God. Hey, God, I need this from you right now. But we need to approach God and say, I need to remember where I am in relation to you. You are the one worthy of worship, not me. Give us today our daily bread. And I love that, the daily bread. You know how people say, let's get this bread. Well, Jesus tells a woman when she's asking him for healing, he says, healing is the children's bread. And then someone else, too, they're so concerned about their life, so concerned about their life, and Jesus tells them, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So when he says, give us this day our daily bread, he's not just talking about natural food. He's not just talking about things that we need down here. He's reminding us, oh, God, Every day, I need more of your word. Every day, I need to meditate and remember the things that I heard in church, the things I heard in class, the things I heard on the radio or a podcast. I need to meditate on these things. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Because the more that we read the word of God, the more we realize, oh, I need Jesus. Because if you don't read the word of God, you're like, I'm doing all right, I guess. God helps those who help themselves, you know, manifesting in the universe. Yes, queen. But when we read the word of God, we're like, wow, who I am and what I'm doing right now is not good enough. I need Jesus. I need Father God for him to do his will on earth because my will is not going to cut it. My will is I never want to talk to that person again or I want to see my ex suffer or I hate that person. And I want them to walk out into the street when a car is coming. You know, we don't want our will to be done because our will, you know, it goes up and down. One day you're like, I love this person so much. And the next day you're like, I hate this person so much. So we need to remember, hey, we need to also forgive our debtors. And the Bible even says if you don't forgive someone, that God's not going to hear your prayers because you're not aligned with his will. Because if you don't forgive someone, it's going to consume you. And you're going to be like, well, God, I want this person to have a bad day. That's not how you should pray. Some people are literally out there praying for curses on someone else. Well, God, you know, the Bible says vengeance is yours, so I want you to strike down this person. And Prayer is always reminding ourselves where we are in relation to God. He is the one in control. His will is gonna be done in our lives, and it's only gonna be done if we get that daily bread, if we're getting in the word of God. And then I love this part, verse 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So if that's how we pray, we need to recognize that if something is questionable, if something kind of gives us that weird queasy feeling, something doesn't feel quite right, it's not of God. Because the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the comforter, the spirit of truth. And it says that he leads us and guides us into all truth. So that means we're not going to be led into temptation. So if someone's like, Oh, baby girl, I love you so much. You are God's gift to me. Let's go somewhere late at night in my truck and just love God together. Wait a minute. The Holy Spirit's not going to lead me into temptation, but to deliver me from evil. The Holy Spirit warns you. Like I was watching that Spider-Man cartoon. He's like, my spidey senses, there's danger. You guys ever felt like something just wasn't quite right? And you're like, you know what? I don't have peace about this. This doesn't feel right if you guys were maybe my age and you grew up watching Jimmy Neutron, he has this friend with glasses. What's his name? Carl? I don't remember his friend's name. And Jimmy Neutron always has these crazy ideas. And then the guy with the glasses is always scared. He's like, I don't know about this, Jim. He just doesn't have peace about that. And if you are ever in that situation, you can pray and ask God, God, is this your will that you want done on earth? Because this doesn't feel right. And if it's not lead me not into temptation but get me out of here deliver me from evil and the lord will answer those prayers and he'll remind you oh hey i can text my parents you know maybe you have a what they call like a code word with your parents like you text them something and then they call you and they're like hey i need you to come home it's a family emergency it's a great setup whenever you are out with friends and they're like hey we're gonna go i don't know watch a movie but instead they're going somewhere else and you're like man i don't have my car how am i going to get out of here code word with your parents and then they call, oh man, I got, it's a family emergency. I got to go home. Like the Lord will lead you in that area or something's going the wrong way. And the Lord reminds you, hey, this is how you can speak up for yourself. You can stand up for yourself. He delivers us from evil. And verse 14, he says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Because if you are unforgiving in your heart, well, then you're not in the will of God. And why is God going to grant all your requests if you can't heart right? Because if your heart's not right, your requests are not going to be right. And again, prayer is not just requests. What we pray for is more important than the specific words that we use. Because if you say, Father God, or you say, Lord, or you say, Dear Jesus, we all know it's going in the same direction. But if you say, Dear Jesus... I want you to bless me with a wife. I want you to bless me with a wife. I want you to bless me with a wife. There's nothing wrong with that, but we also need to remember others in our prayer. So here's my challenge for you guys this week. When you pray, I want you to think first before you ask God anything for yourself. I want you to mention somebody else. I want you to think about somebody else because that kind of shifts your mindset. You know what I mean? Like when you think of yourself, you're just thinking of yourself. When I was a little kid, I remember we were at Brother Millions at Sister Minga's house and it was around Christmas time and they had their tree up and they had all their presents around the tree. And I was like, we seven, eight years old. And I asked Sister Minga, I said, are any of those presents for me? And we're not even related. You know what I mean? Like we're very close, but we weren't related. And all I was thinking about was me because I was a kid. Kids sees presents and what do they think? Right, yeah, like is one of those presents for me? Any of you guys ever gone to a birthday party? Where there 's a kid and it 's not their birthday, but they still get a present because they 'll feel bad if they don 't get a present, right like, like it 's not even your birthday. like this is my show, but anyways, many times we pray that same way i 'm only going to pray for myself, but God doesn 't want us to do that. He wants us to think about others, He wants us to consider others. The Bible says to consider others even before you consider yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you have to, like, starve yourself or stay up all night and not get the proper amount of sleep. But don't be selfish when we pray. And I am guilty of some very selfish prayers. You know what I mean? Like, I'll pray, or and this is something that God's really dealt with me. It's so easy to just message someone, praying for you, and then you forget. Anyone ever done that? Or they say, oh, we'll be praying. Oh, we'll be praying, sister. And then you're like, okay, where are we going to go eat? And you just forget. So whenever someone brings it up, I would encourage you guys, just pray it right there in the moment. You know what I mean? Because then you can say like, let's pray. Praying is natural. It's normal. Just like us sitting here and talking. I asked you how school was going and you told me. I asked you what you're doing over the summer and you told me. I shared with you some things that I'm thinking about, some things that I'm worried about, some things that I'm planning, but we'll see how it goes. That's how prayer works with God. You don't have to use fancy words. God's not an English teacher. I'm an English teacher, not God. God understands every language and the words you don't even speak because he can hear your heart. So some of my prayers to God have been, God, why? God, it's not fair. God, this hurts. God, it still hurts. I thought you healed people. Why? I don't understand God. And he hears me. You're not going to scare God off with your very honest prayers, and that's what I shared with the, somebody I was talking to this week. And he said, I wanted this miracle, and God didn't give me the miracle I wanted. And I was mad. And that's honesty, guys. That's not something that little kids deal with. That's stuff adults deal with. Loved ones passing away, people getting divorced, people, bad things happening, accidents, uh, businesses not working out, relationships not working out, and then we get mad. And what do we do when we're mad at people? We give them the silent treatment, right? So I want to encourage you, if you're upset with God, he can handle it. He's a big God. You don't have to give him the silent treatment. You don't have to be passive aggressive. Well, I'm so glad that sister so-and-so got blessed. I'm so happy for you, brother so-and-so. God knows what we're thinking. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't say it out loud. Because some people are like, well, God knows my heart. I don't have to pray. No, the Bible says to pray. It's a good exercise. It's like someone saying, well, you know, I do one sit-up every day, brother. I get up in the morning and I lay back down at night. That's not enough exercise. (laughs) You need to move around throughout the day. And just like we move around throughout the day, just like we talk to people throughout the day, we can pray throughout the day. Maddie said, you know what? Moment of silence, nice and quiet, I can pray. When we're driving, that's when I do the most of my prayers is while I'm driving. Because guess what? I can't do nothing else. I can't be, you know, typing a book on my phone. I can't be calling someone all the time. I'm driving. I'm on the road. My eyes are on the road and my heart's with God. Just talking, praying, thinking right before bed. It's nice and quiet usually, hopefully. You can pray. And prayer doesn't have to be weird and repetitive You're like, "Hey God, I'm I'm looking forward to the summer, but I'm also a little worried." So I'm going to pray for that peace that you talked about that goes even beyond what I understand. Because we don't understand everything, and we never will. Guys, I've got license, I've got ordination, I've done Bible school, and there's still things I don't understand. And I talk with Joy about it. Some of the stuff I've talked with Pastor about it. And all the stuff I talk with God about it. But if I understood everything, I wouldn't need to talk to God. So prayer is continually reminding us We need God and he wants to talk to us. He wants to hear what we have to say, even if it's mad, even if it's sad, even if it's just tears or anger. If you read through any of the Psalms, David is real. I mean, half the Psalms sound like some sad country song and some of them sound like an angry hip hop song and some of them sound like a happy praise song because he was just honest with God and that's what God wants. He wants you to be honest with him. If you're upset, if you're sad, if you're happy, He can handle all these things. So my challenge to you guys today, this week, as we're looking forward to what's coming up, the summer, we're getting excited for graduation. And when you pray, I want you to think of others ahead of yourself. So before you ask God anything, I'm not saying don't, like continue to do it. But before you ask anything of God, think about somebody else. Maybe you've got a friend who needs Little extra help from God. Maybe you have someone who's going through a tough time. Like this week, one of my friends from out of state, she knows someone, they just lost their baby. Eight weeks old. Like all the hopes and the dreams and the graduations and the summer camps and the transferring schools, like they don't get any of that anymore with that child. And that hurts. And they're going to talk to God about it and they're going to be sad. They're going to be angry. They're going to be confused. But just because that bad thing happened to them doesn't mean that God's not hearing their prayers. He's going to be with them. He's going to comfort them. He's going to be with them through the whole process. And when they come out, they're going to be even stronger. Not because God killed my baby, but despite this bad thing happening, God was with them through that pain. See, too many times we pray for God to keep us away from pain. Like That's our highest goal. Well, God, I want a good life with a hot husband or wife and beautiful kids and a great job. Amen. But that's not God's plan for everyone. Sometimes God wants us to take the difficult tasks. Sometimes we make mistakes and God's like, hey, you made this mistake. You cheated on this person. Now that relationship's not going to work, but I'm going to be with you through this. Or someone else makes a mistake and it affects us. Somebody runs a red light or someone... Steals money from a business, so we get laid off. Or someone else decides to do something that affects us. That doesn't mean that God's angry with us. It doesn't mean that he's not hearing our prayers. But again, there's 8 billion people on the planet, trillions of decisions being made every day. We need to do our best to pray, seek God, so that we are not the ones making mistakes. And when we do, he hears our prayer. God, I'm sorry. Man, I shouldn't have snapped at that person. They just made me mad, and I just said this thing. God, forgive me. And he's there. We learn, we grow, we continue to get better each and every day. So we're going to end in, uh, oh, a word of prayer today. But I'm going to pray for y'all. And then, uh, Maddie, if you would pray for my friend. Uh, I'm not sure what the family's name is, but we'll go ahead and pray for them because they just lost their their baby. And then we'll kind of finish up. So, God, thank you so much for your word the Bible, that we can read it, that we can understand, and all the different versions like Pastor Ruben was talking about that help explain it so that we can get it. And today as we read about prayer and we've talked about prayer, we know that we don't have to be very formal and very structured, but you hear us. You hear our hearts. You hear the things that we're excited about. You hear the things we're mad about the things that still hurt, that we don't want to talk to others about. We know we can always talk to you about it, because you hear us. You listen, and you answer our prayers. Even when it doesn't look the way that we thought it would look, even when it doesn't happen exactly when we thought it would happen, you haven't left us. You're not silent. We just need to take a little more time to listen. We just need to read your word for what it has to tell us. Jesus, you said in the Bible that your words are spirit and they are life. You said in John 14, 6, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We don't have to worry about all these weird things we see on social media or coming from the universe or horoscopes or astrology or seeking answers anywhere else. We can come to you in prayer and you will hear us. And we believe that you will answer us. And God, we thank you for all of the people who come to you today of all days. You know, Sunday, everybody's getting together for church but throughout the week, on the job, on the road, in the locker room, on the field, in the classroom, in the lunchroom, that you want to hear us, that you want to communicate with us throughout the day. And we pray even now as as Maddie lifts up our friends that you would be with them as well. We're going to pray for them too. Um, Amen. Amen. And God, I want to spend just a minute praying for our students. That some of us are excited about new adventures and some of us are finishing up big adventures. And whether it's sixth grade or graduation, God, that you are with us every step of the way and that you know the struggles that we're going to have this summer, you know the exciting memories that we're going to make this summer. And you know the things waiting for us in the fall, whether it's college or working or a new school, new friends. God, we pray that we would remember to communicate with you because you are always there, ready and willing to communicate with us. And We don't have to give you a wish list that we can be honest with you and that we continue to read your word, continue to ask questions. What does that mean? What is Jesus saying to me? What does this Bible verse mean in my life? So that when we are reminded... When the Holy Spirit brings it up, oh, I remember we talked about that in church. I I remember reading that or or hearing that online, that you would be able to communicate with us as well. I pray protection over them, that you would watch over their steps, and that they would listen to the Holy Spirit who leads us not into temptation, but delivers us from evil. And God, as we always do, we want to make sure we forgive everyone who sinned against us. We won't carry any bitterness that our prayers would not be hindered, that we wouldn't be blocked or stopped up by unforgiveness, and that you would be able to hear us, and we even also would be able to hear you. In Jesus' name, amen.